Hi, I'm Lindsay, the founder of College Bird. We are a professional development community dedicated to ambitious, future-minded students who want to learn essential career skills, build professional networks, and support each other's success. As a college student, I wish I had a better idea of the growing job roles to help me navigate the job market. My goal is to change how people think about careers and prepare college students to adapt to a rapidly changing job market. Each episode, I'll dive into how you can discover your career and maximize your opportunities. CollegeBird is here to inspire and support those who are looking to navigate the world of work and build a successful career. This week, I had a discussion with Evan, who is currently a student at University of Pennsylvania. We talked about how to hone in on your value and how to find out what you're interested in. My name is Evan Wilson. I am born and raised in Philadelphia. I'm currently a junior at UPenn uh, studying business and computer science. And yeah, that's me. Very cool. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got introduced to computer science or whether it was like a passion early on or whether you just started out in college? Yeah, so I'd say it's, it definitely wasn't a passion early on. Um, I was always the type of kid to build things. I never, you know, I, I had a lot of friends, our parents would put them in summer camp. Um, both of my parents worked and I didn't really have summer camp. So I kind of just, you know, hung out at my house, either, you know, played around with friends or I was in my garage just building things. Um, so I think I've been interested in just building for my whole life. Uh, but I think for me, computer science was a later addition uh, in high school, you know, I've always been entrepreneurial as well. And in high school, I wanted to get more involved in, in startups, um, didn't know much about them. And I fortunately got a, a computer for my school's one-on-one program, but I had no idea how to, how to start to learn the code or anything like that. Uh, so I started going into or going to meetups in Philly for people involved in startups and entrepreneurship, just making a bunch of connections. And luckily enough, I met one of my, you know, mentors, um, who now runs a tech education nonprofit uh, called Coded by Kids. And he got me introduced to technology, you know, computer science, uh, what it means to build products and, and, you know, has given me a lot of really cool opportunities that have definitely carried my, my career so far. It seems like having that mentor early on was really valuable to you too, because you could ask the right questions and just kind of get experience or just understand like the process he goes through or like current projects he's working on. So that's really cool. Um, what made you choose to like pursue it as a career? Yeah, I think for me, you know, I was interested in a few different things growing up. Um, you know, at one point I wanted to be in medicine. I wanted to eventually go on to be a surgeon or something like that. And I think that was partly just because that's one of the only professions that I knew of, uh, you know, for people who go through college and everything like that. I then learned that that was like, you know, eight plus years of school. And I already was kind of tired of school at the age of like, 12. So I was like, all right, that's not going to work out for me. Um, But then, you know, after getting introduced to tech, I really saw the power of being able to build things that can be widely distributed across the world and the flexibility that it affords, you know, people. Um, So for me, you know, why did I want to go into a career in tech? I think it was largely that I wanted to be where innovation was happening. I wanted to help build things. I wanted to you know, to avoid being cliche and say change people, people's lives. Um, I wanted to, to try to make an impact on something. Um, and, you know, initially that started in social impact and I've expanded into, you know, learning about new technologies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think it just to me, technology is a tool 
to produce a lot of change in the world that I want to see. And that's why I want to do it as a career. That's great. That's very similar to like kind of my story, why I got into tech too. It's like, I saw opportunity to jump right in and that's what drew me to it too. was like, I love problem solving and being able to make an impact now versus later on. Same with like um, thinking about my career is like what something I can do after, you know, four years of school rather than eight years. Um, so yeah, very similar kind of mindset there. And I'm interested to know your approach in like getting involved and where you found opportunities early on. Yeah. So for me, you know, some people that I know, they, they were close to technology for their whole lives. And for me, like I mentioned before, I really wasn't, um, no one in my family was really involved in technology or anything like that. So the way that I got involved was really just going into the city and, and, and going to events, um, meeting as many people as I could. I went through a few different teachers at my school to try to get an internship or something like that. That didn't quite work out. Uh, so I ended up, you know, cold emailing and eventually got connected to a software development agency in the Philly area. Uh, and that kind of, you know, catapulted me into this summer uh, going into my sophomore year where I just interned at a few people, you know, a few places simultaneously. Uh, it was unpaid internship, but I was just using that opportunity to network across the city. And I met a lot of really cool people who, some of whom are, you know, connections to this day. So for me, it started with meeting people and then the skills started to come later. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the path that looking back on it, I would take. Um, I think if I found something like a Code of My Kids earlier, I would love to start to build up those skills at the same time. Uh, but I mean, you know, meeting people is how I got to Code of My Kids. So I think that definitely was a very approachable thing to start with. And then now, you know, building new skills is something that I've developed, you know, ways of doing a lot quicker than I did back then. But for me, the best way that I got started was just talking to people and meeting people that cared about seeing my career advance. It sounds like you really did put yourself out there to meet those people, though. And I think that's something a lot of students um, have a hard time with is like, how do I reach out to this person or where do I go to find mentors and role models? So it's good that you like just kind of went to those things were on the lookout for these opportunities and everything. And in your process so far and your experience, do you have any like aha moments where you found your value, whether it be like a certain skill that you feel like you're not really good at, maybe you started out not great at it, but again, you've had those aha moments in your career? Yeah, I think for a long time, I, uh, you know, I was interested in startups, like I mentioned, I was interested in entrepreneurship, um, but for a long time, I was thinking about like, where, where does my skill set lie? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not necessarily, I can code, but I don't want to be a software engineer. I knew that. Um, I'm not necessarily a designer. You know, I'm, I'm, I like business, but as a, as a mechanism for, for other things. I think my aha moment when it came to that was recognizing that I really liked product um, and product management and all, that, and all that kind of stuff. So for me, that came from just starting various projects, not even with the hopes of it becoming a startup, just building things and getting involved with hackathons and recognizing that, you know, my skill set lies in being able to, you know, talk to potential users and figure out what problems are and figure out how to turn that into a product in a faster way than, you know, I could otherwise. Um, I also had an aha moment when it came to recognizing that even though, you know, I'm not a full-time software engineer, my experience in it helps me talk the talk when I'm talking to, you know, my, my team members um, who are engineers by trade, 
you know, I can have conversations with them about what we're building and why we're building it. Not even needing to know exactly how to build what we're going to build. Cause I, you know, I do have that technical experience. And I think to me learning that I don't necessarily need to know every um, technology under the sun in order to have these kinds of conversations was definitely, you know, very valuable because it opened up a lot of doors for me. That's really cool. And I think it's interesting how you framed, um, just like how you found what you were valuable. And you said, I'm really good at talking to customers and finding their needs. And some people might think like when they're trying to, um, I guess, understand their value, like I'm really good at lead generation instead of framing it like that, framing it in a way that's more tangible, like talking to customers, it's kind of one and the same, but it was easier for you to put it in context and then understand what you were valuable at. Yeah. I think it definitely also has to, you know, it took some soul searching to identify what got me started into entrepreneurship and wanting to do that in the first place. I mean, like I mentioned before, I was, you know, the, the kid who was always just trying to build things, no matter how crazy they were, uh, just in my in my garage or around the house and whatever. And I think, you know, for me, that, that kind of set the tone for how I approached entrepreneurship um, and how I approached the various things that I was that I was involved in. And everything kind of connected when I realized, okay, I'm, I'm a product person. And I think that also took reading and listening and immersing myself in the space. I don't think I would reach that aha moment if I didn't start listening to podcasts, reading books and all that kind of stuff, where I got to know the stories of people who were, you know, also product people and see, you know, what was their trajectory like and kind of, you know, pattern match to what I was experiencing. I think you're spot on with saying like immersing yourself in the space allowed you to have that self-awareness and that like another aha moment, this is right for me. Do you have any like go-to tools or resources that you continue to use for that type of thing? One thing that I found fairly recently and before I was managing it in a lot worse way uh, is an app called Pocket. It's a browser extension that allows you to save an article when you're reading it. Um, you know, for me, I would, you know, after downloading Pocket, adding it to my browser, I realized that I read probably like 20 to 30 articles a week that are related to my industry or my field, um, or just things that are tangentially related that, you know, just makes sense for me to be learning. And to be able to save those and reference back to them before, I was just kind of maybe throwing it in a Google Doc or something like that. Uh, and, you know, they would get lost. But in Pocket, I can think, okay, well, where, you know, what was that thing that I was thinking about? Um, the other thing that I do is listen to a lot of podcasts. So, you know, I've, I've always, for the last two and a half years, been listening to um, startup oriented podcasts, so like the Masters of Scale, um, all that kind of stuff. But then also listening to, you know, the A16Z podcast, um, TED podcast. I listen to a lot of NPR, really just to get my brain going. And not only, all of it has to be incredibly tactical or industry specific. I think one of the biggest things that I learned is that you know a lot of the time listening to a podcast or reading an article or listening to an audiobook is really just a way of getting my head in the space of producing ideas um, obviously i'm consuming that information but uh one thing that i've learned is that you know whenever i'm feeling like i'm you know overthinking something i like to write it down i like to just you know either journal about it whiteboard about it whatever um or when i feel like i'm underthinking or i'm not creative enough you know, it's easy to get stuck in that loop where you're just like, all right, I don't know what to do. I can't think of an idea. I can't force it. What I've realized is really helpful for me is just either reading or listening to something. Um, you know, I also listen to a lot of audiobooks and I use Audible for that. But, you know, for me, those three things make up a ton of my time. Even when I'm just walking around 
um, or just walking my dog or anything like that. I'll just be listening to something. Uh, and again, it doesn't always need to be industry specific. I think there's a lot of inspiration that can come from things that are, you know, you're just interested in. I think finding that and just really paying attention to things that I'm interested in has been the biggest shift. Because I think before the mistake that I was making was trying to consume content that I felt like I should be um, because that's what a startup person does or whatever, you know, maybe. Um, but I realized that that was a mistake because, you know, a startup or entrepreneurship is not necessarily something that you can do and just clock in, clock out. Uh, it's really something that needs to be an obsession and, and you need to be obsessing over something that you actually care about. Uh, Cause otherwise it's just going to be a lot more painful as, as you know, Lindsay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that turning like content or just how you learn into a lifestyle, that's how you really, you know, hone in on your value and understand what you're good at. I guess my last question would be, what is your advice to people who are looking to either get into product management or just develop as a professional? So if you're someone who is in, you know, wanting to, to go into a field like product management or design or um, software engineering, something like that, or honestly just, you know, entrepreneurship, my main piece of advice is build, um, build something. That's one of the biggest realizations I made in, honestly, in 2020 during, during COVID, I was just, you know, sitting there and I felt like I was spinning my wheels for years just trying to, you know, build things and build things and build things. Um, but, you know, I wasn't moving fast enough when it came to my, my venture, when it came to all the, the other stuff that I'm involved in. Um, there was a lot of thinking, there was a lot of planning and, and obviously the traditional startup advice is just move fast. Uh, but I think that that looks different ways for different people. I'm able to move incredibly fast to talk to new users, to set up like deals or whatever it may be for, for the business. But at the end of the day, if we don't have an, a product or anything like that, and then we don't have anything to give to those potential customers. And I ran into that problem consistently where they always say, you know, sell before you build. I think the, the, the caveat to that advice is that if you're not someone who, you know, has a product person with you or, you know, an engineer with you who's going to build that product, you need to focus on figuring out how to build something and build something quickly. Because, you know, obviously you want to be talking to users and, and going out and, and doing a lot of the business stuff, but learning the skills of really just, you know, building whatever you envision, whether it's a, a product, and, you know, a, a nonprofit, whatever you want to build, um, but just going out there and putting something in the hands of users. I think that's a lesson that I learned. I wouldn't say too late. I'm still you know, only 20, but I wish I learned it like five years ago. Just build something, put it in someone's hands move quickly, you're not going to blow up and, and die if you, you know, build something that is not great right off the bat, but you will slow down your progress a lot if you don't build anything. And for people wanting to get a product management job at a bigger company or a software engineering job or a design job, um, you know, in, in, in one of my roles, I'm responsible for hiring people. And, you know, recently it was just, there was a candidate who, you know, their, their resume was all right. Um, they interview, you know, so-so but they had a portfolio attached to their application. I looked at their portfolio and to me, you know, that's the only reason why we gave them an offer. Um, they, you know, they're, they're a great person, but from their interview and their resume, it just wasn't anything that was like, you know, sticking out to us, but their portfolio was amazing. And you can only get a portfolio if you make things, if you build things, if you have, you know, things to show for your work. So for me that, you know, I wish I learned that lesson 
where I really took that lesson to heart because I'd heard it before, but I wish I took it to heart, you know, again, like four or five years ago, I'd be probably so much further than I am right now. Yeah, I love that. I love just the advice of just getting involved, starting your own thing and putting your skills to use as soon as possible. That's definitely really great advice. So thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review or subscribe to this podcast. We would also love for you to check out our website at collegebird.co. That's collegebird.co. Feel free to join the community or just see what we're all about. Thanks. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next week where we discuss how to mentally prepare for a job interview. And by the way, if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast or check us out at collegebird.co. That's collegebird.co.